These are the Stanley Cup champions cheering for us. Obi could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Could you break Wayne Gretzky's leg? Because he's 24! The smoke blinds from straight 40s before I go out for warmies. We got like half dressed and then last four, and we we're just going nuts. We're in the locker room by then. We we're just going absolutely bananas. What it do, DMV? It's the season one finale of Chirpin' DMV, and it's been a long fucking season, I can tell you that much. I mean, if you think about it, well, it's obviously been like the longest hockey season ever, but it's been a very long season one for us, uh, starting with Carolina two years ago in the playoffs and going from there. It's not going to be like that the entire time. What we're going to do is take it season by season as the Caps go and as local hockey go. But before we get into all that, well, I guess first two, I'm, I'm celebrating. Like I said, season one finale, got a nice glass of stiff Basil Hayden here right now, so I'm sipping on some bourbon enjoying our last recorded episode for a couple weeks here but uh let's first say what's up to the boys kp let's start with you man how you been how's your weekend how you been the past i guess week or so since we didn't release nothing last week yeah man just been chilling uh good weekend watching football all the hockey news that came out was pretty good little action uh saw adam sandler's new movie on netflix hubby halloween i was debating watching that but it looked kind of fucking goofy it is goofy but it's it's a good watch i liked it uh it's a little weird but it has all his old guys from like all his old movies in the past and i don't know it's an adam sandler but it's movie. like worth watching though because like yes okay so it was like yes. decent because this doesn't he play like hubby a, man doesn't he play like a i guess a quote-unquote simple simple type of dude and then he's just all about halloween yeah, man, it's just good times, good vibes, Halloween, and Hubby just, he's like the protector of Salem during Halloween. He's the guy, you gotta watch it. Dang, so, alright, that's what's up, alright, I'm gonna check it out. Like, unwatchable. There's a couple that are pretty bad. Yeah. But, um, this isn't one of them, I'm telling like, Grown Ups <laughs> might have been bad for you guys, but this one's good. Watch There's it. a couple watch bad ones. Speaking of movies, AB, I know you laid around all day watching movies, doing a lot of nothing. What's been up with you, man? Uh, well, just, you know, went a little too hard this weekend and I've been bedridden all day today. Uh, football Sundays in Tampa are getting a little out of hand. Need to, we need to, I need to relax on that. Um, yeah, I watched three movies today. Mm-hmm. Zodiac, pretty solid movie. Uh, have you seen that? I have not. Yes. I don't think so. Maybe I have. I don't know. Uh, got Robert Downey Jr., Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, and the the Hulk guy from all the uh, the Avengers, um, and it's like I don't know, it's some serial killer movie. That was pretty good. Um, what other two? I was texting you all day. Bill. You watched Free State of Jones, and you watched something else. I don't and know. Boys. And I finished the Boys. The season finale of the Boys. The Boys was awesome. I like. I enjoyed that season. Yeah, that was that was sick. It got crazy. It was slow. Like the entire season was slow until like the last like three episodes. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, but then it pops off beyond belief. So, yeah, AB sounds like just part of the course for you, just hanging out, enjoying the nice weather down there and getting fucking banged up every weekend. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I like it. So what did I do? Yeah, I've been chilling, cranking out blogs. You know, blog never sleeps. We got to – I mean, somebody's got to do it. Fuck, Blake's been doing it. We had a we had a good bit. Ben Little, a new guy, got on one. Um, let's see. Shout out to the Pine Moor, new bar here in Arlington. I've been going there pretty much every night because it's just awesome-ass country bar and – I go there and get these bacon bourbon drinks and the old fashions there. And it's basically nuts and it's a good stuff, but yeah, that's been about it. Like we said, season one finale, we have a lot of shit to cover. That's why we didn't put out one last week because we knew there was going to be news after news day after day, seemingly. So we'll kind of get right into it. 
we'll start with this. We'll go into all former Capitals type stuff. There's been a lot of news with former Caps lately. Uh, and then we'll get into some of the signings we did, the free agency we did. We got a couple big names. Henrik Lundqvist, maybe you've heard of him. And then we'll get into the kind of a draft recap. And then we'll finish off the episode with a little kind of look back at season one and how everything went down in our first season doing this. So let's start with this. Obviously, the big one, the main one, it's Braden Holpe. He's off to Vancouver. Joining Jay Beagle, man. It's This is a Nux team we've been standing for a while now. And we got even more of a reason to now. So two years, four $4.3 million a year. Uh, let me tell you that that, um, that contract does not have a no-movement clause. So I have been hearing the rumblings about how he could possibly get picked up in that Seattle expansion draft. But he's alongside Thatcher Demko there now. Brayden Holpe, a decade here in D.C. We're currently writing a joint blog about it. It's going to be out soon. It's going to have all of our kind of best memories. But, KP, let's go to you first. I mean, the Caps put out the video, and it was super awesome. Great video. But, yeah, we thoughts on Holpe going to Vancouver and – uh, him officially being gone, even though we've known it for quite a while now. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that he found a good, solid team, a team that's definitely a cup contender. That's a young team. We got our boy Jay Beagle on it. Uh, but, I mean, when I saw the two years things, I definitely kind of thought what you said about Seattle. I thought some rumble, like something's got to be going on there. Vancouver's got to think that he, Seattle's going to want him in the draft. So, I, I definitely think that's what's going on there. Yeah, A.B., I mean – Thank God it wasn't Carolina, like the rumors were saying, and that you mentioned a couple times. And it, then it got down to, I think, like Calgary, Vancouver, and Edmonton. And, yeah, I like I love it. I love him going to Vancouver, and I think he's going to be happy there. It sucks seeing, like, his kids already in the fucking Canucks jerseys and, like I said, him being gone and his media call. But, yeah, thoughts on that? Thoughts on Holpe? Yeah, the video was great. Uh, Tom Wilson posted another one today. Uh-huh. Uh, also uh, made me cry pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, that contract just shocked the hell out of me, honestly. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I that thought. That was my initial reaction. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, I thought he had seven mil in the bag for sure on a contract, like a per year. <laughs> he makes two and a half less than he was making with us. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? We could have just re signed him, honestly. And there wasn't uh, any term. And I thought one big thing he was looking for was term as well. Yeah, so I was just I I was so confused. I was like, we definitely could have made this contract honestly happen. I mean, I don't know, like it would have been tough to make other moves outside of that. But still, I don't know. It was it was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, wishing him the best of luck. I mean, over in Vancouver, we saw it was gonna be the Oilers for a little bit. Uh, they were the front runners at one point. I was like, that would have been sick for him. Well, it would have sucked, but it would have been cool to play with Connor McDavid. That's not who bad. has coronavirus. Oh yeah, I saw that. Currently, um, yeah, Vegas or Vancouver's our Western team now, I guess. Yeah, Vancouver is our wagon of a team, but yeah, like it's what, what we knew it's been happening. Oh, shit, I think we knew it was going. Everybody knew it was going to happen since mid last season, like before coronavirus and all this shit even hit. But then it's just like, all right, it's official, official. He signs with the new team. It's back to Canada, and it's two years. And like I said, we might see him in Seattle. It's not the term he wanted, but granted, it was a very heavy very filled goalie market this year. There's a lot of good names out there. There's a lot of shit to be done. And it's like I said, the cap, the cap situation obviously took a big hit this year with COVID and everything. So I, we'll see, maybe he does his two years, maybe he does his one year and then signs a fat contract with Seattle. If he goes there. I'm so confused on these contracts this year, dude. Like I've been, I've been way off on everything. Like Tyler Toffoli is only getting four and a half mil a year. I thought in he Montreal. Would, yeah. Like what? I, I thought he would go for like six and a half. 
Taylor uh, Hall, who wants to win a cup, goes to Buffalo for a one-year deal. <laughs> yeah, like money, money talks with Taylor Hall. I mean, clearly. And then obviously, I was way off. I was way off on Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, it's they're fucking cheap. We'll get to it, but they're fucking cheap, baby. Yeah. Um, so let's let's keep going on with some former Caps guys. Matt Niskanen, kind of out of the blue, Stanley Cup champ, our guy. He retires at the age of thirty-three, just like we said, on a whim. Tells the Flyers like, "Hey, I'm done," and then that's it kind of like we said came out of nowhere so kp let's start with you thoughts on this can retiring and then yeah him just kind of calling it quits at kind of a still young age granted he's yeah, been up and down huh? but yeah a little surprising i wonder uh if covid and like the quick restart to next year has anything to do with it with his old age and maybe he's just like ah it's time i was only going to do one or two more years anyways he's in good health probably right now i mean he's won a cup two cups so. one cup uno cup he didn't win one in Pittsburgh? No, he got there the year after they won it. Ah, what a bum. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's 33, so maybe the quick restart. I mean, we're restarting in January. So the quick restart, I mean, that's hard on a 33-year-old body. He just doesn't maybe have it anymore. Maybe he's not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I like I like this part about it, though, AB. He tells the Flyers kind of well in advance of the free agency market opening. He doesn't do this whole thing where he thinks about it over the offseason, and then next season he's like, actually, no, I'm going to retire because that would then put them in a tough spot. Granted, I would have liked if he kind of would have low-key fucked them over. But, yeah, yeah he, he gives them the heads up. They have a chance to, you know, wave – obviously wave that five-plus five million he's making and go out and try to make some moves. Yeah. Um, I, it, it just, it came out of nowhere is uh, what is he 33 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it did come out of nowhere. I mean, I literally texted, texted our, our boys, Kreppel, the, the Kreppels and I was just like, this never retired. And then like you jokingly said something and then Kreppel was literally like, Oh, this is a real thing. Was, yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, I didn't make that up. Like, why would I make that up? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, congrats on a great career. I love Niskin. And when he was here, he was one of the most consistent players we had for like four or five years that we had him, I thought. Yeah, so I guess his agent told the Hockey News he didn't want to go through COVID again. He mentioned COVID oh, specifically yeah. to me. I don't think he wanted to get ready for another season by November 15th and then have to go into isolation, be away from his two kids, his wife, um, all that stuff. So I guess that does play a really big key. Like you mentioned, good KP, call KP, good call there. The good call, KP. Hey, and also the Philly trade with Gudis. I mean, let's just call it even. We don't have good call it even. We got rid of good and just getting retired. Flip, great flip. One year, one year. Great. Neither person won a cup, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, let's stay on the thing of retirement. So Justin Williams, I guess for the second time or officially this time, he's retired. He announces his retirement. Three times Stanley Cup champion, uh, Canes, Kings, and the what am I missing here? 2014. Who the fuck was that? Flyers. Uh, Kings, he played for the Flyers. Kings was 2014, 2012. They won two with the Kings, and then two with the Kings, one with the um, one with the Carolina in 06. So, yeah, Justin William officially retiring. Maybe we'll start with you on this one, even though I feel like we've done this. We did this whole song and dance probably what 40 episodes ago. Yeah, um, again, another another great career. Um, like what a reputation to be called Mr. Game Seven. Yeah. Like that's that's all you can really say about him. Like the guy just came in and clutch moments all the fucking time. Uh and yeah, I mean it's it was pretty awesome to have him on our team for a little bit, but I mean it didn't really work out uh with that experiment. But I mean he was sick with us. I mean he scored yeah, he like, was great that two years he was with us. He had a hundred points. Yeah, so forty six turn on the it factor for sure. Yeah, yep. had that big one KP. What was that game me and you went to in was it round one versus Toronto a couple years back? And he scores the game winner in OT? Yeah, was that it? Game, in like game remember two? Remember when Kadri need Ovechkin? And Ovechkin yeah, it was that game. Yeah. yeah. 
So what are your thoughts on Jay Will uh, officially being done here? Man, that guy, he kind of gives me the vibes of like Brett Favre. He might be back again. <laughs> he just got a passion for the game. I mean, he'll probably watch another season and be like, uh, I can still do it. And he might, he might like Yager's done it. I mean, who knows? He might get back wow. in the game somehow. I don't know. He might. He might. So, yeah, congrats to Jay Will. Congrats to Niski. Uh, let's keep moving on here. Current players, like we mentioned at the top of the show here, kind of. Alex Petrangelo, it just came in over the wire, over the phones, over the tweeter, that he did sign with Vegas. It looks like, what, a seven-year, $61 million deal. So that's a good bit mm-hmm. of chunk of change. But the big rumor was that Nate Schmidt would be getting traded. So the initial rumor was that he was going to get traded to Florida. Those have since been kind of squashed by, like, Elliot Friedman and those type of guys. But I think that's still up in the air. I, I felt like they would have tried to trade him before signing Petrangelo, but I guess Petrangelo was the main priority. And then, cause you don't, you're not going to get punished yeah. salary cap until the season starts. So KP, I mean, Nate Schmidt is a guy that, I mean, I've tweeted before that he would be the best fucking defenseman on our team if we had him, but Jeez. I mean, what's yeah, your but how, how bad would that fuck up the salary cap? Like I still want to make moves. I think we still need to make moves uh, at Ford on the third and fourth line. That's, uh, he can play third line right wing for us. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I mean, cool he's, with that. A, he's a good skater. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you'd have to definitely move like Orloff or a piece like that at that point, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, he, like Schmidt would take Orloff's spot. You'd get rid of Orloff. And I mean, I, mean, I, I guess you, that. <laughs> it, might, it might have to be like a three-team triangle because I don't know if Vegas would want Orloff, but we'd have to find us home for Orloff, draft picks to Vegas. Well, or... I think them getting rid of Schmidt is to clear up cap space. I mean, he's making five, True. five, nine, five, nine a year, and Orlov's what, right around the same, five, seven, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Petrangelo just signed with them for 8.8 a year, I think, for yeah. seven. Orlov's five, one. So get paid, but... Schmidt's an extra 800K. I mean, if I don't know if 800K is the wiggle room they're really looking for. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I would be a huge fan of having Schmidt over Orlov. I mean, I think we all. I know. would too. Yeah. Yeah. Puck liability factor. I mean, exactly. He's just he's just way more safe uh, safer with the puck. Is I don't know if that's the best way to put it or not. But yeah, like, he just he skates it out of the zone. Uh, he's good with the puck. Good skater. Yeah, he's more responsible. Like yeah, and, yeah. There you go. So yeah. it's I would love Schmidt. I would love for Schmidt to be a, come over here. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um. I mean, about, just... Not at all now. I mean, looking at, we'll get into it, like I said, too, but we've just been signing right-handed defensemen. So yeah. he's right-handed or is he left-handed? Lefty, I think. Is he? Oh, but then fuck. Why not then? Yeah, why not? I don't know why I was thinking righty. <clears throat> but um, let's keep moving on here. Travis Boyd, a guy we were all kind of, all three of us were high on all season, man. We really loved yeah. when he got into the lineup. We loved the way he played, thought he should have got more playing time at times, but he signs a one-year deal league minimum 700 K with the Toronto Maple Leafs AB. I'm seeing like Toronto Twitter kind of being like, he's going to be an AHL guy. He's going to be an AHL guy, but he's a guy that can stick in on that fourth line and provide a lot of depth um, offense for them. I was going to say, I mean, he can, he's at least a healthy scratch for them, I would say. And honestly, I mean, the guy just doesn't get enough ice time like regularly to show off like how good he is. Like, I, like, I feel like he's almost a great expansion player where, like, if, if fucking Seattle were to take Travis Boyd, like, it would be a solid fucking pickup. You know what I mean? Like, look at Chandler Stevenson. Same thing Same thing with him. He, yeah. he goes over to Vegas, and he fucking kills it. And uh, and it was kind of the same thing. I was like, yeah, Chandler Stevenson is very good. He just There just wasn't room for him mm-hmm. to be playing 15 to 17 minutes a, a game. 
So, We've had a couple guys like that. Uh, how about the guy shit that went to the Oilers that kind of found a home? Chison. Chison. He was like a yeah. guy like, like Boyd, like Chandler Stevenson. I think they all have all three similar styles of play. Well, Chison was playing on like their first power play unit this year, and they were the top power play in the league. Like, but he found a home. I'm what? saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Unit, they all kind of played the same role, yeah. and these guys are finding homes somewhere else. So this could be a similarity yeah. for Boyd. Yeah, so RIP and peace to Boyd. I liked him a lot. I say it's going to be tough in Toronto, though, because there's, again, there's just no room to fit on the top, like, into 15 minutes a night for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's really going to have to be a grinder type of guy, something that they don't have because they already have a ton of skill guys. Right. So he's going to have to grind it out. I mean, like you mentioned, AB, Chandler Stevenson was a guy that we, I think he was a restricted free agent or something. We didn't. He, t- he t- didn't he take us to arbitration about trying yeah. to get more money out of us this that and the other we ended up letting him go we sent him to vegas and he just signed a four-year deal with vegas for 2.75 a year and that's a that's massive yeah to, like what we said two years ago and we were, he, we were ta- he was taking us to arbitration trying to add like an extra 200k it seemed like exactly um, to his to his you know i can see him fitting very very well with travis boyd i don't know why this team is popping up in my head but the yotes I could see him going to like I could see him going to Arizona and just like flourishing there because I mean it's not like they're stacked with guys over there at this point. Mm-hmm. No, like all four lines up and down kind of have like those grinder type players, yeah. not not big names. They just kind of do their job. Mm-hmm. Like any like that, I feel like he would thrive at. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so Stevenson, yeah, uh, he played 41 games, eight goals, 14 assists, I believe it was. Played a lot with Pacioretty and Mark Stone, and yeah, he went out to Vegas, made a name for himself, and good for him. I, I enjoyed him. Yeah. Like I said, everybody that's a Stanley Cup champion is an official Caps legend. Um, speaking of Caps legends, this guy is absolutely fucking not one. Radko Gudas, he signs a three-year deal with the Florida Panthers, making what I think it's like two and a half a year, like. Who, Jesus really? Christ, you <laughs> make it two and a half oh a year. Oh, my gosh. Um, what are they seeing him? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. It's Florida, but KP, we'll start with you. I mean, we knew Radko wasn't going to be coming back, but, I mean, he's fucking Christ. He's going to the Panthers, and he's making a good chunk of change. I mean, I like the guy. seemed like a good guy, but we talked about it after each game. Just didn't look like he was up to game speed at all. Even during the regular season, I didn't think so. Definitely not in the expedition expedition games and the playoff game that he got into. I mean, he's just a bad player. I think he's over the hill. <laughs> I mean, you nailed it. I mean, he just, he just sucks. <laughs> it's just plain and simple. He's just not a good hockey player. And then we'll yeah. leave it at that. But I don't think the Flyers loved him when he was there. I mean, he needs I, to move to Florida into a retirement home. I certainly fucking hated it. And that might be the, that might be the, the, the plan, plan there. The retirement team. Maybe the weather will, I don't know. It'll help his bones out or something and he'll get some speed back. And that's a Florida team that had high expectations and shit the bed hard. And that they bring it in. Yeah, we were. Like they have Quenville as our coach. I was like, all right, he's going to take him to the promised land here. But Bobrovsky's not going to suck because he got paid $10 million. Whoops. Throw that out the door. Yeah. Um, so let's go to this. We got two guys left. One that is certainly a Caps legend. One that is certainly not a Caps legend. So which one do you guys want to do first? Uh, both. Both. Uh, not same le- time. Not, not a not- Caps legend. Well, that bum Carl Alsner gets bought out by the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he bought, got bought out of his final two seasons of his five-year deal. He was making like four point six million a year. He signed in two thousand seventeen. The Caps are still paying a fucking chunk of that. But yeah, yes. Carl Alsner. See ya. You're done. Um, he went to Montreal to win a cup because he didn't think we were going to win one here. And 
Can he, he just stay in with? Like he should just retire, dude. Like he's he's not playing. He's a healthy scratch every single game. I don't even know if he was in the AHL at one point, right? Yeah, it just wasn't good. Like, ultimate I mean, I sunglass, sunglasses on the ice outside guy. Love <laughs> him for that. Super nice guy, I'm sure. Like seemed like a great, great guy, but yeah. He, then he said, uh, I need to go somewhere else to win a cup. I don't think his team's gonna do it. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Oh, oh yeah, he did say that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's why it's like good riddance, buddy. See ya. And so, then a year later, after he left, a year later we win a cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah I hate to see it. Oh, love it. So last one here, guys, our sweet, sweet fucking child, the legend himself, Andre Burakovsky. He signs a two-year yeah. deal with the Colorado Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he's making like five mil a year, four point nine, I believe it is to be exact. Uh yeah, so that two years, it takes him all the way to unrestricted free agency. But, yeah, he really impressed in Colorado. He had a 20, goal, 20 goals in 58 games this year, a hell of a season, hell of a season by Andre. And, A.B., you said it since day one. He goes, he's going to go to that team. He's going to light it up. So, uh, let's start with you, A.B. I mean, thoughts on Andre getting some money he deserves and finding a team that's probably going to win the Cup next year. Yeah, right. Joe Sackick is clowning the entire NHL right now. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's – Awesome to see him. I mean, we love him over here in Washington. Well, actually, love-hate relationship. I would hate Very him. Very love-hate. Um, yeah. But And then I would rag on him, and then he would score two goals in a game seven. So, like, that's it worked out for us in the end. Um, but, yeah, I mean, good good for him finally getting paid. Uh, kind of makes me think that Vrana might get around the same deal at some point. If he scores a p- uh, more, like two score, playoff yeah. goals. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know how many. I mean, he it, full season. He's a thirty goal scorer in the, in, in in regular season, but score a fucking playoff goal, man. Exactly. I mean, can right, you yeah. look up how many playoff points did uh, Barakowski just have? He had a well, good postseason. What was just... it like a couple episodes ago? The, the graphic NHL tweeted. We mentioned that he's the, the between all active players, he's got the most goals in elimination games. He's got like eight goals and like six or like eleven goals in like seven elimination games or something. Which is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it factor we were talking about mr game seven yep we were like oh maybe you should transfer over to burakovsky obviously not because that's i mean jay will's got that locked up forever but oh yeah for sure yeah but so yeah congrats to andre um that's everything in terms of uh former caps guys so now we'll get into some of the caps signings and news bark down off the bar bark, bark down bark and down off the bar and down all right, off to some current Capitals news. Let's start with this before we get into all the signings, which is probably why we made some of these signings, guys. It's Michael Kempney out six to eight months, a tour his Achilles tendons. Uh, we put him on LTIR, so it's $2.5 million. Doesn't go against our cap, giving us a little bit of wiggle room, which is nice. But KP, let's start with you. Kemper, again, in another bad injury that it's probably going to take some rehab, and he's out for a while. Yeah, I mean, pretty much scratch next year, right? At least most of the the first half of it, at least. So, got a game plan without him. Uh, hope he gets healthy, but uh, he's out the picture. We need to move on and find a replacement. AB, I mean, like we said, it was a bad injury. At, what was it last year, or that took him in, into this year? Uh, the one episode with Tarek, we mentioned how like I was about to bring that up. He like has he really been any good or that good since that cup run when he kind of came in and just fucking wowed us, and then since then it's just kind of been like meh, mediocre. That's that's what I was about to bring up. Tark actually, I mean, he's tweeted this out a couple of times that 
He, um, like, yeah, he definitely hasn't been as good since the playoff run, but he thinks it's because of injuries. Like, it's been a na- he's been playing through a nagging injury, is what Tarek said might be happening right now. And then, um, he because he had that surgery, but I think it still was bothering him a little bit, even though we were still playing him. Um, he they he finally gets like a full off season to like reset here, and then he just gets injured again. It's like fuck, buddy. Like that's yeah. it's just really unfortunate. Kind of sucks. So I was hoping might have a, ba- a bounce back season next year and see what's up, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's not looking great. No, it's not. So yeah, I'll, that's a left-handed defenseman too that we kind of need in this lineup. And he's um, it, it kind of need, but don't really need because if you think of our left-handers, we got the guy we're about to talk about in front of Dylan. We've got Orlov, and we've got well, we've got Siegenthaler, but I, don't, I still don't think the Caps have extended him a qualifying offer yet. Oh, I want to. I want to say something. I want to. I want to get this on the pod. Get it on I the pod. Officially, a Siegenthaler guy. I've been watching him. a lot of tape. Thank you, because me and AB were trying player. to talk. I still think he needs to get a little gritty, but I, I have seen. I actually watched. Uh, what did I watch today? Game seven of last year, when we lost to Carolina. He played a really good game. Um, and then I watched the Expedition game against Carolina this year because I wanted to watch some of TVR. But Siegenthaler was. He's he's a really good smart puck moving defenseman yeah. yeah well you want to talk about gritty great hits and he leads our team in block shots yes, with what little ice time he gets and i think yeah. it was about 20 he's episodes ago it. or maybe 30 that me and ab had to talk you in the liking scene and thought I, I think he's putting it together like i i think uh, throughout this year he's really put it together and i think he's a really good solid defenseman that we need to keep in this lineup and that's what i was saying too like he's well, with orpic being there he kind of is taking that Orpic role and in, in, yeah. in terms of block shots and, and uh, physical play. Um, He's showing know, him what he needs to do to, to find a role on this team. Yeah, yeah he, gets, he needs to gain a little more muscle, I think, in the corners. Like, you're right. You are right. Like, he, they're against some ter- certain, like, Puck elite battle. players. He gets bullied in, in the corners a little bit. But, um, I mean, he's young, so that'll – yeah, he'll he'll fix that over time. I think he'll get good and be good, very good for us. He's a guy I think we should keep. But KP, you mentioned. I think he, we did qualify him though. I thought I thought we did. We I thought he was one of the very few that we did or said. So he'd be a he'd be a sad one to Maybe. let slip away. Yeah. yeah. So KP, you talked about keeping good defensemen in the lineup, and let's get to it. Brendan Dillon, four year contract, just shy of four million a year, three point nine. I thought that may have been a little high at first. Uh, he's staying. He's staying here. He's staying in the district. Yeah, he baby. is. He's. He's a stud, man. And he's a guy, guys. We really wanted to get a jam-packed episode for you. We were DMing with Brendan Dillon. We were DMing back. I DM back and forth with him a couple times. We were. We were working something out to get him on the show. But he's a busy man. And he just got out of the. They just kind of got out of the bubble not too long ago. Well, I guess the cast has been out for fucking three months. It seems like. But he's a busy man celebrating his contract. So maybe we'll save that for season two. Get him on. But um. Yeah, very excited to keep Brendan Dillon in the lineup. Glad we got that situated. Glad we got it taken care of. And I'm glad we have that big bruising fucking defenseman uh, right there on the left side. Probably going to be playing with Carlson. A.B., let's start with you. Do you think that 3-9 is a little high A.A.V.? Or what would you have liked to see there? Yeah, I mean, it's – I was – honest. obviously, I like the personality. And I like he's he just he's – he's a great locker room guy to have. Um, I did, like – I loved him at first, right? But as the season went on and as playoffs happened, I started to like kind of like his play less and less. He's good. He's he's a solid player with the puck and he's he, and off the puck he's solid, but he just takes so many fucking penalties, dude. 
But like, we knew that though. We knew that I, coming in. I mean, we did know that, but like, I don't think we really felt it until it started happening in the playoffs and we're like still taking six to seven penalties a game when we have Tom Wilson, Brennan Dillon, two of the top penalty guys in the fucking league. It's like, we don't need, we, we don't need like all of these players to be taking penalties. One of them has got to cut it out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, well, I think that was a coaching issue that couldn't discipline it also. Well, it, it is a little bit of that, but it's also a reoccurring theme that Tom Wilson has the most penalty minutes every fucking year. And Brendan Dillon's always in the top five in that, in that, like every single season too. So I mean, I don't think at that point it's it might not be coaching. <clears throat> well, so don't K- you think also? And I think you said this, AB, before the bubble happened. I'm I'm thinking about his bubble play. Uh, they called it a little tighter than usual playoffs. So I mean, yeah, yeah, and I I said that might happen. Like so, I, I read a tweet that someone else said that it's because it, it's always like the beginning of the season they call it real tight, and then come playoffs they they start to let shit go. Um, the first couple of rounds, they called it real tight. And then those last two rounds, they kind of started letting shit go. I mean, look at Dow, look at the Dow Stars games. Like those those got out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of did. So, KP, do you see Brendan Dillon as a true first-line left defenseman here, like a true number one LD right there on that first unit? Yeah, I think he could definitely flourish in that role. Um, he's He's got to clear up the, P, the penalties, like A.B. said. But other than that, I think he's got the size, the physicality. He can really uh, help as a stay-at-home defenseman and let JC get more of that offensive side out of him. Um, With a training camp, I mean, he kind of came over late, right, with uh, the late trade and then the COVID stuff. Uh, I mean, it was kind of all weird. So a full training camp with John Carlson, or I don't know if it's going to be full with this season starting in January. Um, I, I think he really can find a role. I think he's a good pickup at a uh, rate under 4 million a year, 3.9. Um, I'm really happy with it. And it's a guy that can let Tom Wilson stop fighting as much a guy that can throw, throw the fist cuffs around for us. Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm excited. Yeah, like you, like you mentioned, I think that's the biggest thing is putting him there with Carlson. So Carlson can kind of free range a bit more and maybe actually win a fucking Norris. Um, and he's a good stay at home physical guy. I mean, shit, what was it like a second game? He just beat the nuts off of, of Guinea Malkin and instantly became a Caps legend. So love to see that. I want their chemistry, like John Carlson and Dylan to just come together like two bros and then just vibing all the time on the ice, <laughs> off the ice. The only I mean, thing that I don't bash <laughs> brothers. We I just mean, want them keyword vibing. We want that top unit vibing. to vibe. That's all we need is a vibe. Catch a vibe, I- top unit. The only thing that I don't love about that combination is just there's no speed. There are absolutely none because John Cross yeah. is a little sluggish himself. Yeah. Maybe they can get some agility training in the offseason. <laughs> Maybe at First Line Training Center. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> uh, but here, here's the thing, though, because that first unit is going to be playing in front of a new goalie for a handful of games, and that's motherfucking Hendrick Big Wrench Lungfist. AB, last episode I said, yeah, it was a big topic, man. It was me and you back and forth. Is, is it – do we get Lungfist? What do we sign him for? And I said dirt cheap and dirt cheap only. And I thought dirt cheap, cheap was like two, two and a half million. And we get him for 1.5 on a one-year contract. Let's start with you, AB. I mean, the, the, the king of New York, that handsome son of a bitch is a Washington Capitol. That cap yeah. killer in the playoffs. Yep. So a couple things come to mind. One is that kind of makes me think that OV and Henrik before this had a great relationship with each other off of the ice. Uh, it's yeah. kind of taken outside, outside of that. Cause um, I mean, it sounded like, like he only wanted to come to Washington for some reason. Yeah. I mean, 
it, I what I've heard it was a lot of it was like, yeah, we're his family. I think is going to stay in New York, and we're very close. But a lot of it too is like we're a very veteran laden team. We made some big moves this off season, and right. yeah. So how close is he with Backstrom too? I know everyone so talks close. about Ovi, so Ovi, and Hank. Ovi and Hank, two greats, but like got to be close too? with. Yeah, I mean, played in New York together. Some Sweden guys, they played on Team Sweden together, right? If we yeah, so, Hagelin, yeah. But... Him, him and I'm pretty sure Hank and Back Backstrom are out very, very good friends. Obviously, very like, tight. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it works out well for us. It's kind of hilarious. Uh, Rangers fan, I know some Rangers fans that are super pissed. And I'm I'm hyped. I'm just like I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be weird to see. Um, like I, I mean, me, me and you were talking about it. And I was like, dude, I wouldn't be shocked if he signs for like four, like someone offers him like four mil. Yeah. Apparently, like I just <clears throat> no fucking clue what other offers were out there, what he was getting. Well, you gotta think too, like he wants to win. And how many yeah, teams like, can offer him like a chance to make a legit run in the Stanley Cup? Granted, we've been shit the last two years, but we got that bum Todd Reardon out of here. We've made some serious moves, and I think we're primed for a cup run this year. I really do. He wants to. Well, win. He also has he has a chance to play here as well. I mean, let's not knock that. He's. Got I think a that was to a big deal here. too. That was a big part of it too. He's probably going to get 30, 35 is number, games. Is number one starter coming in clear with a new coach coming in? You you never know. I think. Yeah, I mean, Hank could be easily be out playing, and then and then they just start. Laviolette goes with the hot hand for sure. Exactly. So the other, well, like you said, you said he also wants to win, and we still have we still have a small uh, window open right now. But I saw like Colorado was one of those teams that were kind of after him a little bit too, and that kind of I was like, fuck, like they look like they're the team to beat. So I I thought that he might go over there. Um, But yeah, I mean, let's. He came here. Yeah. Here. The king is the, the the king of DC. Is that what is is that what it is now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that because yeah, we have be. literally the greatest goal scorer of all time on our team. Granted, yeah. he's never gone by the king, or he's gone by Ovech King a couple of times. But yeah, Henrik Lundqvist, quote unquote, said, you know, the Capitals checked every single box for me uh, as a team that understands winning. They got a new great coaching staff, and he like he he said too, it's an opportunity to play some games. Um, that it's 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 a chance to win. And he said, quote, again, I want to see myself lift that cup, and I want to do it in Washington. So suck the fuck on that, Rangers fans, when we yeah. win a cup this year. And Hank, Ovi, we, he gave it to Backstrom last time. Ovi's going to lift the cup and go, here you go, Hank. I know I scored about, like, 100 goals on you, but take this cup. You deserve it. Let's have a time. Think oh, yeah. it's ever going to have nightmares in practice when, like, Ovi's coming down? Well, what was it they said? Like, uh... like, they, had a, they already have a mutual understanding that there's not allowed to be one-timer drills on Hank in practice from Ovi. Yeah, yeah, I saw the tweet. I don't bad. know if that you think that's serious or not. Yeah, probably. Hank probably just doesn't want to get bruised up in practice. He's like, I don't want to. I've been dealing with this shit in games. Like, it's hard enough playing a game against him. Do you think I want to take? He's like, he's probably thinking like, I take seven or eight of these if my team. Say the Rangers take two penalties and he takes seven one timers from Ovi a game. You think he wants to go to practice four times a fucking week and take fifteen of practice? Right. <laughs> Hell no. You know it's gonna be wild, like. It's gonna hit one time when like Hank ends up like like he ends up like letting in a weak goal and I'm just gonna be like come on Hank you and fucking bum like- he'll have like a three of the five game stretch where he's just probably shit but he'll also probably come in and like Samson Samson will probably have a couple game stretch where he plays like shit Hank comes in and goes on like a two week bender and just shuts yeah, the door on everybody that's our boy man that's, that's our boy Henry. the greatest goalie ever <laughs> let's fucking go. Um, it could be interesting too when it gets to the playoff time. You know, we obviously haven't seen Sammy in a playoffs because he decided to 
uh, go four wheeling. Um, so unless he decides to do that in between games, yeah. So yeah, what other playoffs? No, never mind. Thinking about yeah, he hasn't hour. played to play. <laughs> he hasn't played. <laughs> that was Grubauer in Columbus. Oh, uh, shit. But yeah, I'm excited. I think that's the biggest thing there is seeing what happens when playoffs come around. Um, I'm I'm interested. I think he plays at least 30 games. I think he's in that 30. It depends how good or bad Sammy is if he creeps up to that 40 game mark. I think. Yeah, oh. I agree. It depends on. It. It also is a little bit of a results game, right? Like it's mm-hmm. Sammy could be like not playing well but like if he's winning then they're just gonna keep him playing anyway uh-huh. that, that kind of started happening a little like bit. if we're winning games six four or yeah. something yeah. right and that started happening last year towards the end of the season like sammy started off hot but then like towards the end of the season it started slowing down a little bit and i was like i think that's i think he just got on a, a hot run honestly out coming out of the gate we'll see we'll see if he uh gets brought down to to some realistic numbers because he was just outplaying his own potential at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but he, they're going to have some help in front of him this year. I mean, let's get to this next signing. This one kind of came out of the blue. Like there was no rumblings about it. There's no rumors, but it is Justin Schultz, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins, looking to sit in that second pair role, be that right-handed defenseman, uh, with Dmitry Orlov, he's going to be making four million though, which I did think was kind of high. I don't like seeing Justin Schultz make more than Brendan Dillon, uh, but I, I, I'm I'm kind of excited about it once I saw it and once I kind of looked into it. Yes, he is a little injury prone. Yes, he can get a little banged up. But um, KP, let's start with you. We signed him for two years, eight million dollars. Uh, Justin Schultz on our blue line, Pittsburgh Penguin. Yeah, he's an older guy, right? About thirty. Yes, he's right around there. I mean, you I mean, can't. You no, know, first of all, fuck off. You can't say he's an older guy. He's about 30 when I'm literally about to be 30 myself in like oh, two years. You're a little old, bud. Uh, looked up stats wise. He had, <laughs> last two years were kind of shit. Um, I mean, COVID, but yeah. Uh, two years ago, what did he have when they won the cup? He had 51 points in 78 games. I mean, that's two years ago. I saw he's a good passer. I also saw some tweets from Pittsburgh fans that he's a shitty passer, but we never trust Pittsburgh fans. They hate everybody. They hate yeah, Matt so Murray. I, yeah, I mean, I think he's a solid puck-moving defenseman. Uh, right-handed shot, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Right-handed shot. Right-handed, yeah, right? yeah, yeah I wanted. just talked so, about it. My bad. I'm I mean, drinking I a little think bit. that's what we were looking for, a right-handed shot defenseman, a guy that's a veteran. He's been in the cup, uh, so he's got playoff. He's been in the playoffs, uh, whatever you call it. And well, uh, I mean, I, I think it's a solid death play. Maybe, maybe the signing's not great with the money, but we yeah. we've done good signing older Penguin defensemen, right? Yeah, I mean, so last year, yeah, it's worked out in the past with uh, fucking Niskanen and Orpik. I mean, he had the second fewest on ice goals against at five v five among Penguins defensemen last year with at least forty games uh, played over his five games with the Penguins beginning in 113 points, uh, ranked second among Penguins defensemen. End points despite ranking fourth in games played. Uh, what do you think, AB? Uh, do you think he's going to be a good compliment to Dmitry Orlov right there on that second unit? I think it's going to, I like it a lot. I mean, he's a college guy, so that's, uh, I just love, I love college players. Uh, I think he played at Wisconsin. I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, Wisconsin from uh, okay. 09 to 12, 113 points. And he was, yeah, and he was like, he was a huge name coming out of college. I remember because, I think he may have been one of those guys that were like, like didn't get drafted, but like would cause so could sign anywhere he wanted after college. And like he was drafted ducks second round. 
Oh, okay, okay. Forty third so overall, yeah, in 08. So where's he been? Has but he, he been signed as a but he signed as say- a collegiate. Drafted by the Ducks in the second round, 43rd overall in 08 NHL draft, but he signed as a collegiate free agent with the Oilers on June 29, yeah, 2000. Okay, so what happens is he's got to sign with the Ducks yes. before a certain date. That obviously did not happen. happen. He so signed with whoever. Right. Exactly. It, it, Kyle Johnson did it, that kid that plays Good for call, the Ducks. Jimmy VC did it a couple years ago. So he was a big name coming out of college, and it was kind of, there, was, there was kind of a sweepstakes for him, and – so that like if, if a player has that type of potential, I always like the signing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know he's a little older, but like like you said, but um, I, I mean, he's still got. The, I think he's still got the talent, and um, hopefully, he brings a little bit of speed on that back end because we don't have much of it, honestly, anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it seems like we're just taking chances too on the back end with these. Right. And, well, I'm hoping. I, I mean, I don't. I haven't seen much of his game, but if if he comes out and he's very like responsible with the puck, which it kind of sounds like, I guess it sounds like he is. I don't, I don't really know. Like if he, as long as he's responsible with the puck in his own end, that's all I care about. Right. Agreed. Um, shout out to our, our new person. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk through our new people uh, at the end of this episode, but shout out to DJ that tweet she posted of the picture of us, our, our logo, or the sticker I sent her on her computer. We've gotten like six new followers since she tweeted it. She's got a good following and yeah. that's why we hired her for free. Shout out DJ. AKA a free shirt. So let's get into the the last important signing. I mean, because there was a couple signings. I mean, we got Paul Ledoux, but he's probably going to be a fucking Hershey guy because Hershey needs a lot of help. Uh, let's get into this last one, though. The last, It was another defenseman as of right now. It was the last signing as of right now. I feel like there's still more to happen. Um, but Caps, baby, Trevor Van Reem's like one-year deal at 800K. That's a very... Very good fucking deal. Another one that just came out of the right field. I mean, this is a guy that can play on that third line. We just alternate him and Jensen, depending on who's hot, who's not. Or if there's an injury on that right side, we pop Trevor Van Riemsdyke into the lineup. But I love this, KP, and I know you do too, so let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a solid play. Um, at depth, at a great value, 800K. Uh, I mean, this guy's not a risk taker. He's a great skater. He's got a great shot. He gets pucks on the net from the blue line. And he gets pucks on net with accuracy. He puts the puck on the net. That gives value for goals. Um, I mean, when he was at the Blackhawks, won a cup. Yeah. He got the whole trade situation, um, expansion draft trade with Vegas. And then he gets shipped over to Carolina. And Carolina's had a kind of a good decor room the last couple of years. A lot of young guys. So, I mean, he really yeah. hasn't gotten a spot. Maybe he finds a spot here with us. Uh like I said, when we were talking about the last last defenseman, I think we're just trying to find options, finding who fits here. I love this. I mean, I like you said, you went back and watched that exhibition game to watch a little Trevor Van Reeves. Like I went through and started digging through yeah. some Carolina Hurricane reporters. I mean, Sarah Sivian from The Athletic, she immediately tweets like, you look at what the Caps have assembled here and you're kind of shook. I think they'll win a cup in the next two seasons. Uh, she's saying like Carolina fans are really going to hate him on the cast because he's going to come here and he's going to flourish. He's going to be really good. But AB, you were a guy that was kind of skeptical on this signing. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Uh, so I was skeptical. Like after like Kyle, what Kyle just said, like like I, him doing pretty well in Vegas and Carolina. Like I I've I've come around on it. But at first, we had a cup of coffee in Vegas. He didn't even pull uh, right. And um, at at first I didn't love it strictly because like. I mean, I follow Barstool Chief on, on Twitter, and, like, mm-hmm. one of my big guys I follow all the time and interact with a little bit. Um, he he hated Tre- Trevor Van Riemsdyk at, in Chicago. He thought he was all he, – he had 
so much baggage on him. So that's why I was like, oh, fuck. This, well, he this. wasn't even high on Kempney when we got Kempney. He was just all about yeah. his hair. You are right. He's, he's, he said Kempney sucked, too. He said Kempney was just, like, very irresponsible with the puck. And he was, like, he was pretty glad that we, they got rid of him. And then he came over and did pretty fucking well. So hopefully hopefully it happens again with Trevor Rain Reeves. Like, I do like the fact that you said, like, everyone down in Carolina loves Van Reeves. They're, like, they're very high on them. And they're very, like, they're kind of mad that he's here because they think he's going to, like I said, be very good hockey player here. So yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys convinced me. I'm, I'm all in. Let's go. I saw he also gets like ten to fifteen points a year. I mean, I, I think will, that's solid as, as a depth defenseman. I will say this: uh, Kyle said that in our group text that uh, the Van Reams like family are a bunch of legends. Legends. Uh, I'm going to say that there's a lot of people that hate JVR. Well, this, this <laughs> I wanted to bring up as well. I mean, we're just becoming the story team with Hank. Everybody wants to jump behind, get Hank a cup. You, you've mentioned that JVR hated in Pittsburgh. Why don't we bring JVR, slot him down on our third line? Well, I like him better than Panic or, or fuck my guy Haglin. Let's, let's, JVR let's, on that third line, and then we got the brother duo. We got Hank the legend, Ovi the legend. We just become the story. We become a, everybody's favorite team. We become America's team for a season. Yes. Uh, let's get to that, though, because we just went over kind of all the, the major signings, all the Capitals-type signings. Like we said, I mean, there's a couple guys we signed that – We'll probably be primarily Hershey guys, but we've got no money left, and we're looking at that over. We're at uh, yeah, uh, but we're looking at a third line that is currently Haglin, Eller, Panic, fourth line that's Hathaway, Dowd, and Brian Fino. I mean, or Sprung defense is fine because even if you look past, say our top six is Brendan Dillon, John Carlson, Orlov, Schultz, Siegenthaler, slash Jensen. Van Reams like, and then you still have Faye Harvey there. Faye Harvey, yeah, yeah. You still have you Faye Harvey. So fuck the D. The D's good. The goaltending's good. But our offense, we need a we need a third line right winger. And there's been talks about how we could either move Panic or Haglin. I think they're both making 2.5 a year right now. KP, you're a guy that wanted to buy Haglin's jersey off the jump when we signed him. And then you texted the other day saying it might be time to get rid of him. I mean, granted, yeah, they, I mean, he's my neighbor. I can't talk shit, but if we had to pick one of the two, I, I only want panic if he plays on the fourth line. I'll say that. We went through it last year. I hated him on the third line, loved him on the fourth line. If they cost about the same, I'm definitely going to say keep Haglin just because yeah, he agree. plays a bigger I role agree. in the PK. Yes. He's huge on the PK. Um, the only issue I really have with Haglin is something that AB always chimes in on. When the he goal scoring. Yeah. He cannot get the puck. He has so many opportunities where he should put the puck in the head, the net. Um, I saw one in the game seven against Carolina first round 2019 that he should have mm. scored in the third period that would have knocked us to the second round. He has just, he just doesn't have that it factor of goal scoring anymore. He creates a lot of opportunity. Um, I don't think he's too dumb with the puck and owned us. What's that? I said, which is fucking annoying that he can't score anymore. Cause he scored yeah. so goddamn in cl- clutch goals. I right. Fuck. I mean, I think that's his only really thing you can really, you can really dog on him about it's just not being able to put the puck playoff in the net. clutch goals. But hey, 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 hear me out, hear me out, because he scored all those big goals on us in the playoffs when he was with the Rangers, right? When Henrik Lundqvist was in goal. So say Henrik Lundqvist is in goal in the playoffs for us, and he scores a big one against somebody. Maybe that's what he needed—another Swede. Yeah, just get get all the Swedes. But wouldn't you guys Swedes. rather see like a younger guy come in and, and get that role, like now? But uh, it's interesting, though, AB. Let's go to you. I mean. If you had to pick either Panic or Haglin the trade to open up some cap space, but then again, like who's available to sign? Because I don't want Brian Fino in the lineup. I'm sorry. 
He's going to be a good player, I think, at some point. Unless oh, do, I know this is do you bank do you bank on McMichael? Yeah. Do you bring him into the lineup and he's like, hey, yo, here's Carl Hagelin, here's Lars, Lars Eller, here's Connor McMichael making seven dollars and fifty cents this season, and then here's your Hathaway Dowd panic fourth line that was very good in that se- in, at the end of the season. I personally do not hate the idea of giving him some time this year. Uh, I mean, the more you see other teams, like other teams are giving their young guys a chance to play immediately. We, we don't like just do it one time, like just, or, or not one time, like give them, give them like a nice little 10 game span, see what happens. And if not, then, then just boot it. Like if he's not playing well, if he's turning the puck, but if over, he's not, and you don't sign somebody, then what the fuck do you do? I think he's better. He's a better option than any of the guys we have in Hershey. It's a risk that you, yeah, it's kind of a risk that you are just kind of having to take. Uh, I mean, you can go, you can, there are still free agents in the middle of the season. If we, if we start off with McMichael, which I, I mean, this is not, I don't think this is going to happen at all. I don't think McMichael will get any time, but I'm just saying I wouldn't, if I'm in that, like in the office, in the front office, I wouldn't necessarily shut that idea down immediately. It depends on how big he's how big he is too. Like, I mean, he's on Lavalette too. That's I think that's a big thing because you got to think he had a lot of say in the the guys we've been signing these the past couple of days. He looks like he's pretty fucking skinny to be honest, Mick Michael. I mean, because he's fucking nineteen. So, <laughs> well, that could be what you just said, Billman. Could be a big factor of maybe Mick Michael is ready. That Lavalette came in here and he looked at. Guys like McMichael, he looked at who we had on the four death roster, and he's like, "I'm good to go with it. Let's let's sign some D and bring some D in here and make a D competition, and see who finds a role." So maybe that's why we went the way we did in free agency and not signing to a, a big name forward. I mean, they might just be looking for someone dirt cheap that just doesn't turn the puck over in their own end. Honestly, I don't think I don't know if they're looking for like scores for Peter Laviolette right now because he is such a defensive style coach. And I and that's why I feel like if we were to trade either Hags or um, Panic, Lively, that's gonna fucking be in Haglin's corner that entire time. I th- I feel like Haglin is the epitome of the perfect Peter Lavaliette player. Yeah, he's like when he had Pino or not the fuck one of the guys in Nashville. I can't think of his name. Fuck. I uh, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. Right, Ryan Johansson. I don't no. know. He he said one of the guys in Nashville. So. Ah. You know? uh, <laughs> what? Benino? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Benino. Benino, Benino there you who go. just got Benino. traded. He just, yes, Benino, he Benino, just got Benino, traded Benino. somewhere, but Fuck. he's a guy that played under Peter Laviette. Do we re-sign uh, Kovalchuk for just like $700,000? No, that experiment <laughs> is over. I mean, if, if you... If you... I'm tired of older experiments. I want to find some younger experiments. Let's take a risk on some fucking young head, So get, get Buckle up, buddy. Do you forward. maybe trade Panic and sign like Anthony Duclair? convert him to, from a left wing to a right wing uh that's i don't i don't hate that idea at all uh maybe maybe kyle i know you hate i i, I know you just said you don't like the older experiments but do we fuck around and be like give Corey perry a ring joe p well Corey perry maybe i don't I don't I know Corey perry, I like Corey perry i like joe pavelski either of them let's, yeah. let's get both of them on our making... third line with eller Joe yeah. P. Joe a center though, Corey isn't he? Perry. Oh, he'll yeah. convert. He can make it happen. He can adapt. Yeah, because he he actually started as wing and then he converted to center yeah. uh, with the Sharks. He was, but whoever we get is gonna not be able to make a lot. Of, we're gonna have to pay him less than probably two million, two million tops. 
Duclair, I mean, Perry was making 1.5. With Dallas last year, Duclair, I believe, was making 1.65 with the Senators. He's a left wing, but we could fucking flip that switch and get a little more diversity on the team again and go from there. I mean, I th- we need speed. That's what we need. We don't have any speed. We need We need. more. Or do we call Devante and bring him back from the KHL? Absolutely. For the playoffs <laughs> only. For the playoffs only. Ah, oh, shit. Only, he, don't, he can play like four games all season, but then playoffs start, boom, put him on that fourth line. We're, we're looking for third line wingers. All right, whatever. You can play on the third line. That's cool. Hey, know. Billman, do you want to mention um, a signing of a local local guy? Yeah, let's bring it up real quick. Our guy, Sam Andis. Uh, like I said, we're not going to break any news in this podcast because we're going to spend the next couple weeks as uh, the podcast takes a break to just start banking hell interviews. But Sam Annis, he's out of that Iowa Wild, Minnesota Wild organization. He signed with the Blues on a two-way contract. Yeah, nice up-and-coming organization. He might might get some time Sorry, up in the NHL. Sir, maybe go play with Tori Krug a bit. Yeah. That's a good sign for them. Which is a Krug. wild signing. So kind of interesting. Yeah, Boston, shit. Fucking, who cares? They knew they weren't, they knew they weren't gonna sign him. What's going on with Boston? They didn't really do anything with no free agents, know. nothing. They just kind of like. What's yeah. funny is he actually took less money, uh, in St. Louis than what uh, Boston was offering him. I just don't think they were offering him the term that he wanted. Well, we kind of talked about it with Holpe. It kind of seems like a lot of these contracts, we thought guys were gonna be getting money that they're not. Yeah, it's yeah. seeing smaller contracts. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's definitely been wild. You know what may have happened is like. All Weird these year, like Andrew Ladd, like probably really fucked over the market, right? Like Andrew Ladd signs his big ass ticket with the Islanders, and now and he doesn't even play now. Like he's and David Back, <laughs> yeah, David Bobrovsky fucked over the well, goalie yeah, market. Bobrovsky definitely fucked the goalie market when goalies <laughs> were about to get paid. Bobrovsky gets signed and hope he's like, when I leave next year, I'm making at least nine, and he's like, nah, nah dude, four, yeah. And then, and then the classic Bruins, they have Pasternak and Marshawn at like six and a half million each, and they're both the top ten players in the NHL. Marshawn's pretty fucking cheap. Well, with as the well, goalie I think. thing, with the goalie thing too. There are so many. We of them. talked about this. The goalie tandem in the NHL happening right now. We've seen so many teams going to these one-two punches, and I'm so glad the Caps have yeah. one now. That's another reason goalies aren't going to be getting paid anymore. Yeah, you're right. Teams are going to be splitting up that money and wanting to pay like five and five or something like that. I mean, they're not going to be wanting to pay in big tickets anymore. Yeah, because yeah. you got to think, like, even if you have a clear-cut number one, your backup's going to have to play at least, what, 30 games probably? 20? Yeah. Like, how often is a goalie playing 60 games a year? You know uh, what I mean? I don't think it ever happens anymore. Maybe Vasilevsky. They don't, they don't build them like that no more. Maybe. So, there's all the signings. Another thing, we have another massive thing to get to, and that's the draft. <laughs> so... Let's get to that, guys. First round pick number 24, the Capitals have it. And uh, next thing you know, there's a trade. We pick up, we go up to pick 22, and immediately you think that, and you're like, all right, there's got to be a legit reason why we're making a trade for to go up two picks, you know? Uh, so we signed the kid, Hendricks Lapierre, Hendricks Lapierre, um, out of the QMJHL, the sh- – I'm not even going to fucking try to say it. Center – um, but let me, t- let me tell you this. I mean, he's the guy that has a lot of injuries. He he told caps media, he's only had one concussion, but reports are saying that he had three concussions in a while, missed a lot of last season. And Bob McKenzie kind of classified him as the number one wild card in the draft. The guy that was potentially a top 10 pick maybe two years ago, but then, like I said, the, the medical history got diagnosed with CCTI in February. 
Um, Caps doctors, you got to assume they went and took a look at him. They talked to him, this, that, and the other. He got compared to Kuznetsov during the draft, which is kind of super interesting to me. Uh, they mentioned his awareness and tight, a playmaker, hell of a passer, but kind of a guy that's shy and driving the net and getting greasy, which is <laughs> Kuznetsov. So, but yeah, everything I see and hear about the kid has been great. He's he can be an unreal talent, and luckily having centers in the likes of kind of Backstrom, Kuzi, and Eller, he can take that time, come develop in our organization. And yeah, uh, Scott Wheeler from the Athletic wrote a really good article on him. DM'd him, tried to get him on to kind of explain Lapierre. Also yeah. DM Lapierre because he only had like 400 followers on Twitter, like AB said. But uh, let's start with UKP. What do you think of this draft pick? Our first pick uh, in the first round, and yeah, like I said, it's kind of a so-so pick. I feel like Caps fans are 50-50 on it. I love it. I love the risk. I think this is a risk. I mean, he definitely dropped because of the injury hole scenario. Kind of seems after hearing a little bit the past week the injury is not as bad he seems healthy seems like a really good motivated kid um i think this is an awesome pick i love taking this risk here and i hope this kid is able to get in the nhl within the next one to two years ab uh i'm all i'm all in with kyle on this i i, I love yeah. it too i mean if the guy if if everyone in the nhl is saying this guy has top five nhl potential then why not fucking draft him you have to take a risk there because, I mean, we're, we're you're the 24th pick in the draft. Like, yeah. At that point, aren't you really taking risk anyways? Exactly. How many so, of those guys pan out? Might as well uh, do it. Sam Sonov at 22nd, Burkowski at 23rd, Kuzi at 26, Melchus Johansson at 24th, John Carlson at 27th, Simeon Varlamov at 23rd, Mike Green at 29th, Brian Sutterby at 26th. Well, uh, okay. Well, where name all the bad ones? You didn't. Yeah, yeah. There's that. probably a fuck three times the, bad, the amount. Good. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. I, and, I like, and here's the thing, though. Like, I, I wrote about this in the blog, too. It's when's the next time we're going to get a high pick? Our, our draft that, picks the past over many years, the past that, decade have been top 20. That, not that, it haven't been top 20. That's that's 100% what I was trying to get to is that yeah. it was like when, we're never going to have a high draft pick. No. Unless we really fucking tank. Oh, after. give it like 10 years once like every this core is going. It always happens. The cycle happens. But <laughs> another thing as well is. We're really getting down to these you know, last couple of years with the OV and the Backstrom, and we're going to be trading away draft picks as well. So, I mean. And, and like, I'm already kind of looking like like five, six years down the road, centers one and two right there are going to be McMichael Lapierre. I mean. Yeah. We, we know how how, uh, how big center depth is as well. Those, those are going to be the names that are going to be on on caps on on, on on the back of jerseys, on, on the back of caps jerseys in, in five, six years, hopefully. And, and the Raptors in like nine years. Michael and the juniors, like he's his, his numbers are unreal. Like we've seen his where's, highlights. Where's McMichael played? He played in the O last year. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely, we got to get him at least in the NHL, AHL range. At least year. get him in the Hershey, I think. Yeah. yeah. The, the crazy thing is, like, all these seasons have already started. Yeah. 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 And he plays for the London Knights, uh, uh, McMichael. And guess who else played for the uh, London Knights? Who's oh, that? Patrick Kane. Wow. Yummy, 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 yummy. They produced a superstar before. Yeah. And they do it again. So, no second-round pick because we traded that to San Jose in that Brendan Dillon trade. Uh, we did have a round three pick. The 80th pick overall, but we traded that to Calgary for this Hendrix Lapierre pick. So the next one would be round four, pick 117. And we get a drum roll, please. A Russian. <laughs> Bogdan Triniev, another fucking Russian, because that's what the caps are. That's what DC is. It's Russian collusion. 
uh, right winger out of the Dynamo Moscow program, Ovi's program. Uh, so let's get some vodka. Let's welcome this young stud. Um, he's ex- uh, he, he talked to the Capitals. He, he even met with Ovi last summer. Got to pick with him and everything. 6'3", power forward. He can snap it home. He grinds it out, goes to the 30 areas, throws big hits, and it kind of sounds like we drafted a poor man's version of Ovi when I was doing all the reading on him and everything. So uh, the draftanalysis.com had this to say about him. Uh, though still physically immature, Triniev has no qualms about playing the man, especially on the forecheck or going in the dirty areas on the ice. Additionally, he can be seen engaging opposing players after the whistle, particularly if it looks like one of his teammates was on the receiving end of a cheap shot. So we got a Russian that's going to come in here and fucking bang bodies and throw some hits. So Just move maybe- him into Ovi's house. For sure. So, AB, let's start with you on this one. Would any any thoughts on this guy? I don't know how much you know about him. Or sounds like a lot of penalties to me. Yep. <laughs> Back to the penalties. Why not? Fuck it. Uh, if he's getting fights after whistles, like he better they he better be bringing someone to the box with him. Yeah. I mean, KP, this is all these guys we're going to start mentioning now are guys that we're not probably going to see in a cap sweater until three, maybe four years from now. But any thoughts on this Russian? Where's the uh, yellow laces? I mean, sounds like he's got. The physicality, he's got the uh, the body. He seems like he's got the speed. Maybe he just needs to put it together a little bit. Um, Russian anger. Yeah, we can we can develop him. He's still got time. Um, maybe we can turn him into a third or fourth line grinder because I I like that uh, big body guy. Sure. So we'll go through two more of the draft picks. We won't worry about the seventh round draft pick. Uh, pick one forty eight, round five. We signed a kid named Bear Hughes. Bear. <laughs> Bear fucking Hughes, baby. Uh, new guy Ben wrote an article about that, wrote a blog about this, how he's got a cool last name. But yeah, he's a another center uh, from the Spokane Chiefs out of the WHL. So here's a kid who kind of grew up that nobody fucking knew about. He wasn't on a lot of radars. His dad owned the rink, and that rink was, I guess, in Tyler Johnson's hometown. So Tyler Johnson would come train there in the offseason. So he would train with this kid, Bear. Um, he's a rink rat. Tyler Johnson, I believe, quote said, uh let's see he's a rink rat he's a guy that's not really going to come out and talk but what i really liked about working with him was if there was anything i saw or wanted him to do i could tell him and he was the guy who listened to you and was very coachable uh so yeah i guess i'll take that i mean love that draft pick. coachable gotta love coachable i mean that's huge for a development and that's what a late draft round a late draft pick like that is uh he's got to develop um that's great he's a rink rat so you know he's going to be uh, in a barn somewhere training putting in the hours Maybe any thoughts on Cassius Fairhughes? Yeah, he's just going to be a hard worker. Hopefully he's one of those fucking draft picks that's, oh, draft him in the fourth round, but he's fucking mm-hmm. sick, like Johnny Goudreau. Sure. So last one we'll go over here is round six, pick 179. Garen Bajorklin, a goalie? Uh, sure. Cap's Twitter wasn't very happy about it. I don't know if you guys did much reading into him. Uh, let's see. They had elite prospects had – this to say about him as a goaltender one of the biggest keys to success is confidence and he has it he's not afraid to make snazzy glove saves or toss a pad stack just to spice things up uh, so i'm all for two pad two pad stacks um he's got agility and the, to- the full toolkit his hands are plenty active and he's got great conditioning but yeah caps twitter wasn't happy about this one i mean the only thing i really know about him is watching the highlight reel but that's going to make anybody look good how can you be mad at picks that late <laughs> i mean right? really yeah. I, I mean and you really want a goalie in Darts in your farm ball. system, I mean, you always, you always want to take a stab at a goalie every year. I think that's kind of smart. Yeah, put him down in South Carolina. Yeah. Down with the Stingrays, maybe. Win a championship in the ECHL. How are you? When you're that low in the draft. You're just throwing darts at the board anyway and seeing if one hits. Right. Like, that's all you're doing. Like The player pool's so huge. <laughs> yeah, you're throwing darts at the board, like you said. And 
fucking seeing if they stick. So, I mean, that's all. That's all it is. Like, you can't be mad at what? What, is, what was he? Fifth round, sixth round pick? Sixth round, yeah. Pick one seventy nine. If you're gonna like, bitch about pick one eighty, then get the yeah. fuck out of here. Exactly. So, <laughs> if you're gonna complain about a guy that we might not see until fucking twenty thirty two in a Caps uniform, then shut up. Forever. <laughs> or ever like honestly he might not even wear a sweater yeah he'll probably be an ahl player he might be an ahl player if that we got two fucking wagons in, in hershey and yeah. vanacek and copley our yeah. best friend yep. <laughs> best so. friend best friend of the pod <laughs> so that's all i really got guys that's all we really got in terms of going over former caps going over free agent signings re-signing dylan the draft wasn't there, wasn't there a draft pick wasn't his name like jack quinn i thought uh, probably i saw that 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 uh that guy the guy that you love on twitter uh the one with the pooh bear uh fucking icon is is ovechkin oh yeah 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 yeah. the, the, guy, the guy drafted it was like jack quinn and then he like quote tweeted it and he was just like couldn't figure out which Hughes brother he wanted to be <laughs> <laughs> I the fuck out. but uh i mean yeah there's been some there's been some big signings in the NHL. i mean obviously the rangers getting lafreniere i think they're going to be pretty good hall going to the sabers this that and the other but that's all we who's got for that left? who who's still that... left now that uh petrangelo got signed i don't know nobody really uh, big right not nothing like massive i don't think right right probably a lot of goals yeah. nothing that's gonna like shake the fucking i mean yeah. marksham went to calgary this that and the other but yeah well, Tyler to Foley to Calgary too. I think we mentioned a couple that. trade rumors happening around too still, but uh, we'll see what happens I mean, with Nate Schmidt. I'm keeping an eye on that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then is is that Taylor Hall thing official? I thought that was just a rumor. No, no, no it, it's official. The, the Sabers like tweeted it. Yeah. What was it? A trade? Yeah. Or, no, he was a free maybe? agent. Right? Free agent. How long? What was the what was the deal? Is what one year eight million. One year eight mil. That's it. I mean. Taylor Hall. How Playing with Jack Eichel? I mean. Dude, hopefully he has a shitty fucking year. We can sign him the following <laughs> year. Like, for like three, nothing. five. Yeah. He's our, he's our third line Ovechkin. right winger. He's our Ooh. third line right winger. No, Taylor Hall, Ovechkin, and Backstrom. Oh, my God. They would light up a season. We're not moving Tom Wilson off that top line, though, ever. I think right. maybe. Down TJ ever. We yeah. dropped TJ Oshie in the third round. Dropped yeah. TJ. Well, TJ's going to Seattle with Holpe, so. That's yeah, true. Maybe we'll have some space to get him. But um, okay. so like we said, season one finale. It's been a hell of a season. It's been a long season, so I it wouldn't be a good finale if we didn't kind of take time to look back on our first year doing this. KP, I'll start with you. What were kind of some of your favorite moments in season one? Um, and what are you looking forward to for season two, man? Uh, I mean, just interacting with the fans, doing the live shows. Uh. <laughs> Getting to hear some awesome stories, too. Like, I think the Casey Thrush interview was a really, really good one. Yeah. A local guy. Um, getting to hear him. Um, and, I mean, Bucci, PFT. We got some big names, and I, and I think there's some huge The craziest thing about in- it is, man, is being season one and being kind of not well-known, not high in followings or anything, it was all just shots in the dark on Twitter and DMs and stuff. And we got, we got, we snagged a couple of big fish and it, it really fucking shot us up there. Yeah. I mean, I personally was, was a huge fan of um, like that, that whole run was great, but that night that, that uh, casino night that we had out in um, North Carolina. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. 
That's yeah. something I wanted. I would like to do a yearly. That was fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, it actually already passed. Well, I'm sure. I don't even. They got canceled. I'm sure. But when when the world's back to normal, we're gonna assume at that. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, AB. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So we definitely got to keep in touch with Shane Shane Willis. Was, he's mm-hmm. he's a great guy, and that, that was a very fun event. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that stretch of interviews we had was awesome. I think the Joe yeah. B one was one of my faves. He he had some good solid stories. <clears throat> yeah. Honestly, our boy Tarek, I, I fucking love talking to Tarek. Yeah, I Tarek's probably my favorite guy because he's and he's just he's he's, he's just going to keep coming on. We've we've got a good relationship for him, and he's always so insightful. The yeah. two times he's been on, it hasn't been less than an hour long, but it's always it's always one of our most popular interviews too. Like when I look at our downloads and listens, it's always one of our most popular episodes when he's on. Yeah, because he'll like. Like he, I mean, he knows what we're about, and he'll, 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 you know, play along with the with with some of our crazy ass <laughs> sometimes. Like, yeah, like, yeah, he thinks it's funny. Yeah, he thinks we're kind of dumb, but yeah. So I, another one is Ryan Ellis too. I, I love the relationship. I, I think we build with him, and I can't wait to get him back on because he's a huge Caps fan. So KP, a, uh, how AB mentioned the um <clears throat> the uh, Carolina Hurricanes sled hockey event. Oh, one thing that I really look back on that I think was a lot of fun, but also really helped build the brand was purple puck and covering that for the weekend. Yeah. And that was giving out the player of the game shirts and taking the pictures, putting them on social. Like we kind of exploded um, in that stretch right there over that weekend in terms of like our local crowd there. Yeah. Getting out to see some local games, good local talent. There was some out of town teams too. So maybe next year uh, when some tournaments happen, some showcases, we can pop around and do some more player of the game stuff. And got some cool interviews there. And it got in with a couple of coaches and those videos of some fights and stuff like that. That really yeah. popped off. We heard, and, heard a little drama going on too. Yeah. Got into the depths of it. Got into the depths of it. We won't name names. Or Just anything, big, but... big J journalism over here at Turpin DMV. Yeah. So I think, um, I think too, probably my favorite thing from season one and just in general, I, that I missed the most was, Probably recorded in the garage. Yes. The, our, yeah. the original studio. We never want to forget our roots, the garage. The original studio. We spent so much time setting it up. It was awesome as shit. So many jerseys hanging up. Uh, got got a lot of cool interviews there. That's where we did Keith the Coin on the phone. Uh, we did a lot of good interviews there. You guys did Steve Seffel there, all both former caps. But just like kind of showing up there on Sundays, just hammering beers down and hanging out for like three, four hours. And just record it's 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 fun being around the same table like that and recording it that way. We're definitely gonna have to get a live uh in the garage pod sometime down the future. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do that in like around holidays when we know AB's home and stuff. We'll go back and just really like reset up for the night. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Rip some stuff like that. I'll be back Thanksgiving. <clears throat> but um uh, yeah, like you said too, KP, what you mentioned, the live show. I thought I thought that was awesome. That was a really good time. That's something yeah. we're gonna continue to do next season. Once playoffs come around, KP, you've got a couple ideas, a man on the street type thing in DC. We'll go out with some cameras uh, some during video. Caps games on Fridays and Saturdays and get all fucked up. Yeah. Here's some fans. We'll be drunk. Fans will be drunk and we'll get the funniest ones. And, uh, but yeah, that's, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, so we're taking a break now, uh, probably a month or two off. We're taking a break until training camp starts because even with local stuff, a lot of it hasn't started yet. Yeah. The junior leagues, I think are getting going. The black bear started some exhibition, uh, but high school is a little bit on delay. College is on delay. So we're going to bank some interviews. We're going to come back strong for season two. And then the next three weeks, the next three Mondays, you'll have the Chirpin uh, season one best of episode. So three interviews per episode for three weeks straight. It's going to be our, I think our nine best interviews um, from the season. So for that's all I got um, for season one signing out. Thank you to everybody for listening, following on Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook now. 
checking out the website, reading the blogs. We've hired, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention, obviously we had Sakai Blake. We brought him on mid-season, who was a huge addition. We've brought the Bobcat in. Bobcat's going to do the local episodes with me next season. We brought in DJ uh, Danny, who's this awesome Caps fan from down in your neck of the woods, AB, now Florida. She's in Boca Raton. She's going to help with some video editing, some stuff like that. Ben Little, Canadian kid. He's our correspondent in North. Um, big Caps fan up there in Canada. And we're working on a lot of good things. Like you said, we got some big interviews lined up. We're going to try to get, we've got a documentary in the works, uh, which is going to, we're keeping kind of low key right now, but that's all I got. So I'm signing out for season one. Thank you to everybody, uh, KP and AB. What do you got to say? Ciao. <laughs> Peace out, boys. I mean, it was fun. It was a fun ass season. Glad we fucking started this. Uh, kind of started on a, a little bit of a whim and, <laughs> a drunk whim and here we are we've got like a legit brand on our fingertips yeah. now pretty pretty fun to do with you guys i mean it's it's, it's a good ass time so let's keep it going peace peace